Welcome to the Joy Venture Podcast, a show where dreamers and doers share stories of discovering, developing, and spreading their joy with the world. I'm your host, Jeremy Slagle, along with Thad Devassi. In this episode, Thad and I brave the Woodards. And by that, I mean Brad and Crystal Woodard, the husband and wife team known as Brave the Woods. through a cross-country workshop tour, we catch up with this couple from Boise, Idaho to find out why they're on the road teaching creative techniques to fellow illustrators and why everyone needs a crystal in their corner to drive the business and keep things slightly uncomfortable. That last part is critical because we know that growth doesn't happen when you start getting too comfortable. This is the Joy Venture Podcast with Brad and Crystal Woodard of Brave the Woods. I first met you we did a, a chat, an online chat, yeah. because uh, I was talking with Ben and Beth about a book that we're working on. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you got to meet our, our buddy Brad. So I ended up on that chat with you that, that day, and um, you're just super helpful. <laughs> it would have been more helpful if Crystal was on that call. I don't remember. I don't, were you, on, you weren't on that call. Not I think I told him afterwards because you kept asking me questions like, about the business it. side, and I kept saying... You're going to have to talk to Chris because she was dealing with our, our two kids. And so we have to take turns, whatever we're doing. And so after that, I think the Staffords emailed her and asked all the, probably got all the answers there. <laughs> I was just like, uh, Crystal would know. <laughs> it was great because all those questions, like how do we get something like this made? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a thing, right? It's not mm-hmm. like a, a website we're creating or a technology. Like we need books that are going to actually be like, Real books, not like swiping on an iPad. There's a lot of logistics that go into something like that. And you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is the company to use. They were great. (laughs) Yeah. This is is the person we talked with there. She was great. And that just, those kinds of things, just learning off of the backs of you guys, (laughs) whether it's the mistakes (laughs) that you made or the, or, you know, the process you went through to find, uh, you know, who you end up, I've just found as I kind of did some research on, on you guys in general, your business is that's kind of at the DNA of what you guys do. You're, you love helping people. I would say that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that also stems from in the beginning, so many people helped us. There were so many people Mm -hmm. that we were able to reach out to and say like, how do you do this? How do you write a contract? How do you, whatever that we're so willing to share with us that we kind of feel like we need to do the same for other people. And spread the knowledge, I guess, or, yeah, we had a lot of awesome people help us out at the beginning. <laughs> I yeah. we would def- I would have definitely not even thought about breaking off and then us doing it together. I mean, we talked about it, but talked about it was different than actually planning for it. And then we met some like awesome people that were pointing us in the right direction and, mm-hmm. and that helped out. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can attest to that as well. You know, just it's, it's one of the things I tell a lot of people that are starting their own business for the first time is find other people that are willing to give you some time. And, and then when, when, once you've figured it out, share that with other people, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, um, but I just really appreciated that. Really appreciate it. And then we ended up in the same elevator at Creative South. Yeah. And it was this awkward moment. I'm like, I, know I recognized is. you. I know, <laughs> I know who that is, but I'm also surrounded by like 
a thousand other designers who I've seen <laughs> online in their pictures and I follow yeah. their work and then and like and then I think it's clicked the next time we saw each other. You're like, you're Jeremy. Like, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, Brad, exactly. <laughs> it's so hard making that connection. Cause like now I see your face, I saw it, you know, but like a lot of people don't they only recognize me if they see my like, Skillshare classes. Otherwise I'd either have to have a call with you because I have the well, both of us, we have like the Brave the Woods logo. <laughs> so you don't even yeah. see our avatar. You don't see us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. No, it was funny. Like seeing you, I was like, I know you. I know you. And I think Ben also was like, that's Jeremy. Like, oh, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. Creative South is the best. It was. I was, that was kind of like, uh, I was, what do you call that? Like just, there's so many, it was like celebrities everywhere for like me. Starstruck. You know, yeah. Starstruck. That's what it was. And I was, I didn't even know. And I was like, do you know who I am? I, I have to say Brad Wood and like, oh, hey, like Brave, Brave the Woods. And like, oh, hey. <laughs> like, I, but I did the same thing to them once I like heard whatever their handle was. And man, it was cool. Yeah. Just, and I, I love the, the lack of pretension. They're like totally. heavy hitters and they're people that you've just admired for years. But everyone's like, yeah, let's grab a beer and talk about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's everybody's open source. It's just a great community of people. Yeah. Um, so Mike's done a great job with that. that he really conference. has. The whole culture of it was totally different than other ones I'd been to. And yeah, I'll definitely be going back. Oh yeah. I already bought my tickets. <laughs> Did you? It's yeah, so I'm, cheap if you buy them now. I know. I know. I took, I'm taking my 16 year old son too. I've oh, taken him out of school. That's so I cool. told him I'm going this time. Yeah, it's not sure to, to go, to go without go this me. Time. We're going to make plans. That's why I haven't <laughs> bought my name. I'm like, we need to figure out something with the kids, but we're going to go. Yeah. yeah. Caleb's even making his own stickers. So, is he? Cool. Oh yeah, okay, that's like, dude, it's cool. part of the culture. You got to have to. You got to pass stickers. out your swag. <laughs> so every time, uh, every time Sticker Mule has like a nineteen dollar. Exactly, I have that alert too. <laughs> I, I'm just like, hey, buddy, this is your opportunity. And so he's like, bringing his bringing his debit card up and swiping it. He's like, I want to get some stickers. Now he's like, it's funny because you know. I usually will dig into something that I did as a fun thing and like, oh, this is a perfect sticker. I'll make a sticker out of it. Yeah. Now he's just like, I got to make a sticker. I'm going to hand out to professional designers. <laughs> and he's just no completely pressure. locked <laughs> up, which is great. That is good. He's so, thinking about it. That's good. Yeah, it's really good. So start, start back with, when did you guys meet? In college. Yeah, we met in college, what, 11 years ago? Yeah, 11 yeah. years now. Mm-hmm. And then and we got where was that? Pretty quickly. After. That was in Idaho, actually, in Rexburg, Idaho. And yeah, we met and got married very fast. And yeah, it was a year. Yeah. <laughs> All that happened in a year. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we're going up on our 10 year anniversary mm-hmm. yeah, this uh, December. Yeah. But. And I was going to school for journalism, and Brad was going for fine art. And then. Yeah, yeah, that didn't work out. There's a larger pool of talent I found out in college than high school. <laughs> They're a lot better than me. I was like, I should probably rethink this. And then took design and really loved it. And I never took illustration, though, but that kind of came back. And then you took some design courses Yeah, as well. I ended up minoring in design. I did a major in communication, minor in design. And I like to throw in that I got better grades than him. She did. <laughs> she uh, designed design classes. Did. My <laughs> wife was like Dean's List, and I barely graduated high school, so I completely get that. It's like at least one of us is doing well, right? Right. You <laughs> pick up the slack. The one that's handling the finances is, did well. Oh, yeah. That's that's exa- and I knew that was not my strong suit. I was like, she knows that yeah, if you're going to be doing the numbers, I just got to make sure that you, you got it figured out. I'm riding her coattails. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so what's it like working together? There's ups and no, just kidding. No, it's good. <laughs> it's really good. Like 
It was uh, it, it was definitely a learning process though because we have very different personalities. Like everybody wants to hear like, yeah, how do you work together? And they want to hear like, oh, it's just it just works. And it took a little bit, I feel like, but we it was had, like the same. As- we had to figure that out. Like we learned that we don't critique each other's work very well. <laughs> and that's yeah, we, yeah. So that's something we learned in the beginning. We've learned to separate out what we do. Yeah. So that's. So yeah, like for for example, like if it is like a financial thing or if it's a organizational thing and marketing, any of that kind of or thing, writing. or writing that she deals with, uh, she'll always have the last word on that. Like you know, I'll <laughs> yeah. just I'll just be like, okay, whatever it is, like now I have to defer to you. I've said my piece, I'll defer to you, and then likewise we do the same thing with the art. And uh, I'm like, okay, thank you. Like we'll have our conversation, and sometimes <laughs> they go better than others. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, now this is mine, this is yours, and then. That works out a lot better because we both have strong personalities, and yeah, I think that was for the best. I think it took a couple of years of finding that balance, but we do pretty it well did, now. Yeah, yeah. Well, just like when you're getting, like when you're married, you have two different personalities and cultures and and everything, and you're trying to merge those two together. It was the same thing with business because she approached it very differently. I remember when we first started, um, I had an interview in California at Column Five, mm-hmm. which is like. It was 15 people. I was higher number 15. And it was this tiny little startup. It was right in Newport Beach, like on the beach, in an attic. And it was just so tiny, laid back. And I remember her telling me, like, you need to, like, dress up and, like, have, like, a tie or whatever. He was in, like, flip-flops and shorts. I was in flip-flops and shorts and a t-shirt. And she was telling me to put on, like, some nice clothes. Like, you need to have something with a button-up. And I think I did. I ended up putting, like, a button. I didn't, like, tie or anything. I didn't get real fancy. And I walked in there, and they were, like... They just got back from surfing and they had like their shorts on and like one was putting his shirt on when I walked in, didn't have their shoes on and they were just like their legs were up, their feet were on the table, their sand all over the table. And I was like, Crystal, <laughs> I didn't need this, but her whole, her world was so different. And that yeah. goes with like communication. She's always mm-hmm. shocked by the creative community. She's like, you guys are willing to like share projects with each other or well, it's even like it just talking about like creative South and all these people who just like will share their knowledge and hang yeah. out. Like that doesn't happen in the no. field that I was going into. Like no. it's too competitive for it that. Yeah. And, and everyone, everyone guards mm-hmm. and careful if you're not guarding too closely, you'll just take your clients too. Exactly. It's, it's yeah. kind of the way it would be. I've, I've, I've lived that world. Yeah. yeah. So that's where she shock. was coming yeah. from. Yeah. So she was always really that. I think those two cultures like were, we had to figure out how to, mm-hmm. like she had to work into that culture and I had to understand too that there was still, she's still doing that communication side but in a creative world. Yeah. So it's very different. So how long have you been together as Brave the Woods? So cause I, I want to make the connection yeah. between like what you just said, like, you know, when you get married, you're kind of like blending two cultures and then you're doing it again with work, with work cultures. And yeah. at what point did you After guys, that. yeah, what, at what point did you guys say, yeah, this is a good idea. Let's do this together. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Yeah, so we've been in business six years, five years. Five years. Five years now. I think we're going on our sixth, yeah, yeah, five years now. And he was working, like you said, at Column 5, and then he switched to an ad agency in Boston. And I was, I just had our first child and was home and editing textbooks. Science textbooks. <laughs> Science <Yeah, exactly>. textbooks, <laughs> and it was pretty awful. <laughs> and we were just trying to figure out, like, a better lifestyle, basically. Yeah. Like, what... We had talked in the past about starting a business together, but it was just not something that could happen at that time. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And then he was getting burnout. I was burnout. We're like, okay, let's figure something out here. And that's when we decided to start our business. Yeah. And that's why it was actually Brad Woodard Design, because that's what I've been running. And I've been doing that in the evenings when I got back from my, just as a freelance job. And mm-hmm. then we just had to make it official. Well, and it was. In <clears throat> the woods. Sorry. 
it was kind of a slow thing too. Like he was realizing that he was spending like hours on just emails and things like that. And I was mm. like, well, that is something I totally could do. It's like, well, you could be and, getting more clients and more money with if you didn't or handle that. You could that. be working <laughs> and on the creative thing. And then he was finding that he didn't really like to go over contracts or work with the clients like yeah. pre the project. And I liked that. And so it was kind of this slow transition into me taking over the administrative things and him focusing on the art. Yeah. So that probably like took us things. like a year or so to fully transition into. And yeah. So that's a good point. Yeah. Cause like even when we started, we started Brave of the Woods together. We moved to Austin to start it. Uh, we left Boston cause we couldn't start a business and live in Boston. Yeah. Way yeah, too no. expensive. <laughs> so we moved to Austin when it was cheaper. And then, yeah, she, she kind of like slowly started taking over all my emails and everything. And then we just did the handoff, like probably a year in, you're right. Cause in the beginning we had a, a rep that we started with. So they did a lot of the things that I do now. And, yeah, and, like and so then we started tra- changing that out. Yeah. We, we changed it pretty quick. We had a, we didn't have a great relationship with our rep. And so we quickly realized that she could do pretty much what they were doing. Cause they weren't bringing in a lot of work. They had a lot of people they're representing. So yeah. at that point, normally the, the positive part of having a rep is that they can bring these big clients and they have this whole, list of clients that they work with and we were bringing in the clients that we really wanted on our on our own and then we had to pay f- for it yeah. <laughs> we had yeah. to give them like 30 percent of what we made and she could handle that so yeah we switched yeah. well and a huge part of our business has always been like building relationships mm-hmm. and that was something we wanted a lot more control over is yeah. to actually have real relationships with our clients yeah so it just made collaborate sense. with the client as opposed mm-hmm. to just you know work, work and then deliver it and then hope yeah, have somebody else mediate it just didn't work well. Yeah. But so five years, six years in. Yeah. And it's going well. Go, yeah. Well, I mean, you, you said a few minutes ago before we started recording that you, that I, I kind of get this this idea that you're the sort of ringleader of like you're doing this, <laughs> you're doing this, you're doing this, and you, you and you set up this tour for them. So did, talk yes. a little bit of just about how that's manifested just from you can do this uh, and sort of take, you know, the burden of, of the emails and, you know, the stuff that he doesn't want so he can actually be creative Mm -hmm. to being the strategic, you know, use jargon of my own thought leader to say, now you're going to go do this. And now you're going to, so (laughs) talk a little bit about the things that you are doing because, um, you know, I'm not a designer, but, um, um, I pretend to, to be one next to him, right? I, you know, I, I get to live vicariously through Jeremy. And so my, my, I was, I always joked that I was an art school kid that was never allowed to go to art school. So I've always enjoyed and, and then being able to work with Jeremy, I've, I've, my knowledge of the design world is, is pretty deep now. And certainly with the friends that he's introduced me to, and I've followed you for a while, even before I knew oh, that awesome. you guys were connected because it was a design style that I liked. So, just oh, so the question to me is like, how did I find you? Right. And and it's <laughs> probably through these other things that I'm assuming you're helping yeah. lift race's <laughs> profile. So talk a little sure. bit about how you're, you're doing that to allow him, you know, Brad to do what he does really, really well. Yeah. I mean, I think it goes back to that. I was like a communication major. So, I mean, if we want to go back really far, I sat in a class my freshman year and they said, journalism is dead figure something else out. And so I started doing a lot of marketing and like social media and stuff, which I think Twitter was brand new and Instagram came out our senior year. So it was just like learning all of these new things and I love it. And so I spent a lot of time studying. I'm kind of a research nerd and I just, yeah. (laughs) Anything. We have any sort of 
I ask any questions like, oh, I'll figure that out. Or it just bugs her enough that she has to research <laughs> it and tell me the whole backstory. But sorry, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> so I like to find out new ways to promote our work or new avenues to spread what we're doing. Or um, we actually, at the beginning of every, I'm along with my research nerd, I'm a goal nerd. And we spend the beginning of every year, we like have a few meetings where we goal plan and make a list of what we want to do. And whether it's we would like to grow our audience to this amount or Brad wants to teach more and speak more. And I was like, okay, how do we make this happen? And it's specific. So, yeah. It's and, really yeah. We're specific. pretty specific about it. And so then I spend the next couple months figuring out how to make those things happen that are on our goals for that year. And one of them this year was to speak more. We were coming out to see my family and I was like, okay, let's make this happen. Let's like, Start teaching. Let's do workshops. And he's like, yeah, okay. For the record, I said speaking more. I was like, I was hoping to be like, like a conference would say, hey, we want you to lecture because <laughs> I don't like lecturing. I like lecturing. I don't typically like to do the workshop thing because people can talk back to you and have opinions. And I'm just like, I just like to just talk <laughs> at a thousand people. And then like, you guys can stew over that and see what you pick through the, the truths there and then come back to me later or shoot me an email, whatever you want to do. But so then she's like, yeah, we're going to like, that was how she wanted to fulfill that goal. And it was like workshops. And I was like, but it's, it's actually been really good now that we've done it. It's just pulled me out of my comfort zone. And Well, the thing that we've learned in our business is that no one's going to come to you to like say, oh, you want to do a children's book? Like, here you go. Oh, you want to teach or speak more? Here you go. Like, we have to make it happen. If we want to do it, it's, we've got to make it happen. Oh. And so that's what I've done, I guess. Yeah, that's what Crystal's for. Yeah, yeah. I, and I mean, like like you were saying, like the I don't think I'm like a puppet master. I try not to be, but <laughs> but at the same time, like I try to push him out of his comfort zone, which is... Insta stories. Which is kind of mean of me because I don't like to be in the front of things. It yeah. doesn't make me comfortable. But he is the face of Braid the Woods and that works. And so I'll say, okay, you need to get on Insta stories today and make a video about this, this, or this. It's like, okay... <laughs> Like, what are Insta stories? Yeah. Yeah. Insta stories are. I've never looked. She's like, that's all I look at on there. I'm like, who looks at Insta stories? Like, most people look at those. And I was like, I just put stuff in the feed. And then, and then I'll give him some stats about who's looking at Insta stories. I'm like, okay, I'll do yeah, it. She's like, well, look at these numbers. And I was like, oh, gosh, okay. But this is interesting because, you know, I think, you know, for people that are entrepreneurial or running a small shop, you know, you say, you say oh, I'd like to do more speaking. And then that's where that ends, right? Because yeah. you're too busy doing other things. But you, yeah. and unlike a business development person or a sales associate in a larger organization, you've got a really vested interest, not only to help him achieve his goals being the goal nerd, right? Yeah. But it's like, it's your husband too. And it's like, I, yeah. want, I want him to be successful. I'm going to do the best thing for him. Or if we all had like that kind of cheerleader that was also like our business partner that like could really <laughs> help move us forward. Right. I mean, how, how exactly. amazing. I mean, you, I think we'd find a lot more husband wife duos that, you know, they had the skill sets um, sure. to help do that kind of stuff to, you know, get you to that next level. Otherwise, I mean, those dreams just sort of hang and then fall over and then <laughs> rot on the vine. Right. They don't happen because you're yeah. too busy doing other things. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I think, well, we taught a workshop a couple of years back in Austin and it was about like starting your creative business and a lot of like the nitty gritty things like that people don't think about with their contracts and taxes and all of that. And at the end of it, I felt bad because they were like, so we need a crystal. And I was like, oh no, that's not what I meant. No. Like I was that's trying basically to help what everybody you. Tells I was just us trying that. to help teach you how to do it. And yeah. I don't know. Well, it's all, the, all my like 
all these designers that come to me and they're just like, yeah, how do you guys make that work? Or how'd you do all this? And I'm just like, well, you know, Crystal does this, this, this. They're like, wait, Crystal does all that? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need a Crystal. <laughs> like, I can't do it. It's like, that's really what it is. And the, and the thing too about it all is like, you know, they're not, they, they're at this point, they're not just like my goals. They're like literally our both goals. our goals. Cause she, she's like, cause then even on this workshop, like she set up all the venues, everything. And like, yeah, we talk and she still like leads the workshop. Like she will tell everybody what we're going to be doing. We're going to be like, who are sponsors? Like all the, all that stuff. We kind of take turns on that. So it's, it's, she's becoming more and more a part of it. And it's cool because I like that we get to do it together, you know? And I was really excited when she started taking design in school because I was like, it'd be nice. Cause we were, we were married at that point. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it'd be cool to have at the end of the workday, even if we did separate things, at the end of the workday, we can come back at like the dinner table and both have a conversation and understand what, our, what the world is, right? Like yeah. the same, I can, I can understand her complaints about writing and she can understand mine about design and ended up just, we combined them together and we don't have to worry about that at all Yeah, because <laughs> we're immersed in it. But uh, Jeremy and um, um, one of his colleagues, they put on some classes, you know, the, the, it's it's that artist world of like, well, I'm an artist and I do art, right? But at the, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's a, you're a business too, and there's yeah. and it, you need to understand that aspect of it. And so the, the value of bringing that into what you guys are doing, um, because we, we can we can kind of take that ha- half step back, and I, that's what I love about having this conversation. It's that how much is going on behind the scenes that you don't see that needs mm-hmm. to go on in order yeah. to, to get to that next level. Um, and it, it, otherwise we just sort of get that, that, you know, if there's other designers that are looking at, you know, that comparison, I just like, Oh, I, I can't be as good as what Brad's doing. Well, you know, it's, it, it, Brad's got a crystal, right? Exactly. You know, that's helping. It's like you need a crystal. Um, but you said something I want to come back to a few minutes ago. You, you said something about, um, you know, no one's no one's going to come and hire you for this if you haven't mm-hmm. already done that. So you go and you speak. You mentioned the children's book, and yes. um, I think, you know, as a writer and Jeremy as a designer, we've talked about this, you know, multiple mm-hmm. times. And it's why when Beth and Ben asked him uh, to get engaged on the on the book that they're writing from an illustration standpoint, we're like yes, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like it's a chance to figure out a little bit more and learn. Talk about how you guys what was even the inspiration to, to do a children's book? Um, you know, and then in particular with this children's book, what you did with it, I think it's a pretty interesting story, but I want to hear a little bit more of the backstory. Yeah. So, um, being a writer, I've always wanted to write a children's book. That's always been, you know, on the top of my goal list. I'd always wanted to illustrate one. (laughs) Yeah. And we, it was just one of those things that were like, we'll do that at some point. And then, um, hurricane, I'm sorry, typhoon Haiyan Mm -hmm. hit. And Brad has spent time in the Philippines. and Yeah, so yeah, I served a, an LDS mission there for two years. And so I was very close to that, like the people in the Philippines. And having having lived there, you know, it's just like just having that connection, like we were talking about with you guys in Cambodia. Like it was, we had this connection and I, it was really hard. Like when, you know, you hear a lot of these different like hurricanes and things and earthquakes happening all over the world and like Haiti and all the other places. And I like, I my heart goes out to them. But it's like almost it doesn't lead me to action on every single one of them because you don't necessarily have that tie and you can't throw everything at everything, you know. So um, the Philippines, that, that really struck a chord because I knew people there and I'd spent time there. I love that country and the people. And so Typhoon Haiyan, we wanted to do something about it. And I wanted to do nothing against T-shirt campaigns because people put out T-shirts like all the designers put out these T-shirts and stuff. And, 
you know, that that's, I'm sure they do a lot of good. I know. Yeah. That, and that's, it raises awareness and all that. And that's great. Um, we just were a little crazier and just took it to the next level and said, how about we raise money for Typhoon Hand by making a children's book, not knowing what that meant. Well, and, and Brad for, you know, years has told me all these stories about the Philippines. I haven't gotten a chance to go yet, but I felt like I knew these people. Like they were people that I'd met and knew. And so he's like, what if we like raise money just by making a children's book? So I sat down and just started writing and then was like, okay, does this sound right? Like, does this sound like mm-hmm. We'd the add Philippines? A few yeah. Words in there and- but for the most part, it was his experience mm-hmm. of a single family there. Yeah. yeah. And that was, that was kind of cool to like, she was listening. <laughs> like, not that I didn't think she was listening, but it was like, these are just stories I've told over and over again. I was like, how did you even know that? She's like, you've told that story before. Um, but yeah, there's like one family in particular that was, uh, the, the story. So it's called Tatai's gift. And the story is Tatai is dad in Tagalog. And, uh, the dad it's all about this little boy and his dad and the the things that they the his the little boy follows his dad around to work and his dad has different odd jobs every single day of the week and so it's like a rhyming one it goes like monday they went to whatever they did they sold fish at the market and at the end of the day at the end of each day the dad does some sort of um act of kindness uh a gift gives a gift to someone in some way, shape, or form, and the little boy witnesses. Service yeah, some service. Kind, and the yeah. little boy uh, witnesses this every <laughs> single day. And so his dad, like one day, is a jeepney driver, which is one of their modes of transportation. The next day, he sells fish at the palenque or the market, and then he does like all sorts of uh, different ones. And it's just cool because. And this story was because I met a family, and they, you know, they didn't have much money, and the kids didn't. A lot of times, didn't go to school. They just followed their dad around. The little boys did, and they'd follow the dad, and uh, he'd literally be selling popsicles on the beach one day, and the next day he'd be selling fish somewhere or driving a car somewhere. So it was it was that experience. I was like, why don't we just make a whole week of it and him watching his dad do all the service because the Filipinos are very, very giving people, very hospitable was my experience. And so I was like, this would be kind of a cool opportunity to um, bring a different culture to other kids here in, in America. And when they see that, maybe they'll have that connection that I have a little bit of it, right? My connection that I had to the Philippines, maybe some kid will feel somewhat connected to the Philippines, even though they've never been there. And feel the spirit of those people and, yeah. and want to help them. Like yeah. if yeah. some other like hurricane, they're like, Oh, I know the Philippines. Like, and they're like us and they have this and they like, the, you know, maybe they'd learn a little bit about it and be that much more inclined and on the top of their mind to help maybe a country that they wouldn't have necessarily known before. Yeah. So we put it up on Kickstarter and then obviously with the Kickstarter money, money produced it and then donated the rest to waves for water to get clean water after the hurricane. Wow. So it was, it was pretty neat. It was was definitely a labor of love. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't make any money off of it, but it's been, we still, we have a bunch. We made enough to donate though. We did get, sorry, that's what I meant. We didn't like personally, Personally, yeah, yeah. but it was the time, but, yeah, it was cool. And it also, like, we like to do things that either help people or um, help children, too. And for us, that's, like, teaching service, teaching giving back is, like, also a huge thing. And with our own kids, Especially we try to do today's. that. Yeah. And so we thought, <laughs> you know, a story with good morals that also helps someone out would be pretty cool. Universal yeah. morals, too, is yeah. what I liked about that one. It's, like, giving. Nobody can complain about that, right? <laughs> well, yeah, everything, everybody would be, like, on board with this, and it's one of those, yeah. Universal but but what you said was this idea that you know you had to raise the money in order to have the book produced, and mm-hmm. then you know you you give the leftover proceeds you know to do good, right? Mm-hmm. And you're and you're you know 
in theory, you're left with nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, you put all this yeah. time into it, mm-hmm. but, but you know, that, that, that would be the, the easy way out. But the reality is you went and you did something, you researched, mm-hmm. you figured out how to make this happen. What's happened now that you've, you're a children's book writer and illustrator, you know, it, taking a story yeah. that, that happened in another part of your life mm-hmm. that you tell a story in book form that makes no money for you, but does good for somewhere <laughs> else. But how is that coming back around to actually benefiting you now? Well, I mean, it's yeah. the same thing we had talked about earlier with you do the projects that you want to get. And yeah, that totally brought in. I mean, that, so we had Simon and Schuster reached out. Was that a year later? It wasn't, it yeah, wasn't probably much. about a year later. Yeah, and they reached out and wanted us to do one of me to do the illustration for a book, and uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to get the illustration uh, writing duo unless you come with a story. Mm-hmm. Um, but they reached out and they're like, "Hey, you like do you, uh, we we found out like we you saw do your children's Tata's, books, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> you do children's books. We saw Tata's gifts, and I was like, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> I, I didn't say how many, I didn't say how long or whatever, yeah. and so it was. Of course we do. Of course we do. But it brought in as soon as we put that out there, all of a sudden people are like, oh, he does children's books, and honestly, I did have a better idea of it too because we mm-hmm. we done a lot more than what a typical like illustrator would have done in that situation because that's all handled by the publisher but mm. we had all the inner workings and all the challenges we run into so i think it's that's helped us like it's given us business but it's also i think um i don't know i, I think it was really was pretty rewarding for you and it's helped us like get the confidence to maybe make another one and yeah and just having that one under your belt saying like we did it like yeah. it's done and now like we can do more or yeah. You can say done children's books, you yeah. know, and books checked it off. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah, and then you know Simon and Schuster is a name that people know, and they sought exactly. you out, and that mm-hmm. I mean that's because you went and you you did it, right? Yeah. You researched it, you figured out how to do it. Yep. It's been cool too because we'll get like parents emailing us, and they're like, "Oh, our kid makes us read it every night to them," and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, my book's being read!" Like, <laughs> that's, that's the amazing. biggest story. It really is, and it sticks around too. Like, yeah, it's you're like writing, like thing. your story is going to be out there, and people are going to have this connection. And people don't typically throw away books, so yeah. that's something that sticks around. As opposed, like, it's so different than what we normally do. Like a lot of times, we don't even know what happens to the work that we send out to, to clients and. Yeah. Especially ad agencies. I'm like, where did that go? Did they ever even use it in a campaign? I don't know. And so yeah. it's nice. But I like, we're not real believers of just, I mean, you write down a goal, but like nothing against people who are like, okay, I put it out in the universe. There's got to be an action behind it. And I just feel like that's brought us a lot more of our work is by just doing it, putting it out there, and then things come. And whatever form that takes too. Sometimes it has to be smaller than what your original dream is. But when you put it out there, it's like, Oh, we actually accomplished something. When you see that, <laughs> you see the reaction, you see that you could actually do that much, then you start building on that and build a little more. But we've had way more examples of that. But yeah. Yeah. So would you say it's a similar story with Skillshare and, you know, creating your artist for education? Like yeah. are these all things that were prompted? <laughs> Skillshare wasn't. Skillshare, Skillshare wasn't. was luck. I feel like. <laughs> Although she does tell me, like, what, now that we're now that I'm a teacher, I've been teaching for five years now on Skillshare. She's now like, hey, when are you gonna do another class? <laughs> and then maybe like, this should be the class. But definitely. well, Skillshare was awesome because they approached Brad in the beginning of Skillshare, and we were just like, I think lucky that they. I don't know how they found you. I really they, don't. Just, I mean, I think it was at the time when like there's like Udemy and all these other ones. These that was pre Brave the Woods. Yeah, and they were shooting out these. Yeah, I guess it was, huh? Mm-hmm. Like officially, and they uh, they had sent out 
like these mass emails to creatives and they're like, we want you. I mean, I don't know if mine was part of the master. I want to say it was, and it was very thoughtful and they sent it to me, I'm sure. Um, but like, you know, you got this email and I dismissed so many of those because a lot of those companies were starting up and doing the same thing, like having these courses. And so I dismissed all of them. Then one day, and I think I even dismissed a few Skillshare ones. Then one day I was like, you know what? I'm just going to look into it, get on a call. And I got on a call. It was their founder who is still their founder, but, um, or not so they're still the, the CEO there. And, uh, it was just funny. Like I had, I knew all of them, the higher ups, like at the very beginning. And I was just like, so who are you guys? Is this really going to be a big thing? <laughs> like I, I was wow. super disrespectful now, I guess. But, um, now, but then I did one of the classes and it was one of those timing things. Like you were the first person on Twitter. You're going to have a lot more followers. And I was one of the first on Skillshare and first one teaching a, an introduction to Adobe Illustrator. And he was the, you were the only design teacher on Skillshare at the time. Least one of the first. Yeah. yeah well, doing what I was doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. you still getting a lot of views on those or people still, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know how Ruffin worked until recently. <laughs> oh, it's a Ruffin tool. <laughs> what a great tool. Yeah, I, no, I right. always thought it was one of those stupid things that I'd never use. Yeah. It's one and of those I stupid was, effects. That yeah. Yeah. Have, and so. I was watching one of yours and I was like, Oh, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Actually. Works it's a weird way to use it too. You have to like expand it like huge. And I don't even know how I figured that one out, but Skillshare has been great though. Cause it's given him a platform that has given Brave the Woods mm-hmm. a platform like we would have never had access to, I don't know how many people. <laughs> I don't even yeah, remember what the number is right yeah, now. We have like 60,000 students or more. <gasps> and then, it's yeah, it has cool. a huge following on there. But it was, and again, it's like one of the first ones, so it's still, and, and then like they have now for Skillshare, they have like their top teachers, like their top 1% that they actually, they have like in a Slack group and then they promote within and they do, they help you do some marketing and stuff like that. So it just continues to get better you know and so ours gets promoted all the time and the skillshare has come a long ways i'll have to say that i I don't have anything negative to say anymore about them but they had a lot of growing pains i'll say that Mm -hmm. and uh we kind of come back and they've apologized and made a lot of really good changes and um, we started teaching again i took like a three-year break out of the five years (laughs) i started and then yeah recently back into it but yeah skillshare is a great platform we do yeah they Mm -hmm. actually sponsored our our whole event going on right now our whole our series. workshop yeah. tour our workshop they tour that. that's great and so yeah but was, to your question artists for education was one that we just yeah it. that that was <laughs> that, that was kind of took a that was something that we talked about one of our big big goals we had what was it yeah your paper so all over the walls when we apartment. were first married we wanted to do something with education with helping children to read at that point. Yeah. It was for reading and writing was what the goal was. And we covered our apartment in butcher paper and drew up ideas and would write on it and like try to figure out what we were going to do. And then, you know, other jobs came and life moved on and then it came back full circle, I guess. I I think the common denominator too, is we have a really good friend named Jared Romley and Mm -hmm. he, uh, He's been like a he's been like our like a life coach. Like he's like a really good friend, but he's also just been like our biggest encourager of our careers. No matter what, I get texts from like randomly all the time or calls. He's like, "Hey, we need to talk. What are you guys working on?" And he just gives advice. He's a like a marketing guy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just. But he also was one that helped us instigate uh, instigate the uh, Tatai's gift. Yeah, he's he like, helped you guys marketing do, on that. You guys should do the book too. Like he really pushed that, and so. Yeah, and I like, think we had talked the idea of artists for education with him, and he's like, "Yeah, just." You guys just do it. And he helped us market. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. always like, yeah, do it. You guys do it. And he always tells us we don't, he's like, you guys are doing a great job, but you guys don't charge anything for what you guys are doing. And you guys need to start making money or you guys are never going to get burnt out and never do it. And he's our yeah. advocate. Yeah. He's he is really our advocate. <laughs> Good guy. Jared Romley. But yeah, 
I'm going to throw them in there. <laughs> so, yeah, but artists for education, it was just, um, my stepmom had come to us and said, we need artwork for a classroom. She's a teacher. She's a yeah. teacher. And she's like, there's no good art. Really, there really yeah, isn't if you right. think about it. <laughs> yeah. You have kids and you see that's still the art from 80s, 70s even sometimes. It's and that wasn't even good then. No, no. it never yeah. was. But who's making it? And if it's it, not, it's like a cat poster or something. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, there, right? yeah. yeah. Well, and it's like, yeah, it's like it, what was interesting about it to me was, you know, nobody's going to do it. Like who's going to, like, what group is going to pay for that to do a whole rehaul of all the art in the cl- the classrooms, like financially, like obviously they the can't, even, they can't the pay the teachers, yeah. you know? So that was kind of our, our motivator. But was, what was cool about it was when we put it out there, we still get like so many emails from people and we're kind of on a hiatus. I would say, I mean, teachers are still downloading like crazy, like the artwork, but mm-hmm. we're, we're going to try to figure out how to promote it better than we are currently doing. We're not making like a, as much as we wanted to off of it to be able to run it consistently, yeah. which is what our friend was telling us. <laughs> you need to make it a business. There it's are a business. expenses involved. There yeah. are right. expenses. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's hard to tell people that because I'm like, you don't want to say like, Cause it's not, it cause is it's still to successful. Them, but it's, yeah. Yeah. People are downloading. It's just, we, what we want to do is way more than just have them download it. Cause we want to be able to print it for them and send these like, bulk you know packages of posters for all these schools and we're just not there yet so we kind of took a let it let it ride we're, out we're while trying we did to a figure it things. out yeah. but it was amazing like the reaction we had from the creative community i mean this the creative community is amazing like they're the ones who made hundreds it. of artists who are like we'll make it i'm like well we can't we can't pay like it's for free download you know that right we'll oh yeah we'll make it and it's been so cool it really has. Awesome. and like very talented people like it was just, it was just amazing. Like the people that I kind of reached out to, just like, oh, and I've never talked to them before. They're totally out of like my ring of influence. We, we, well, that's another thing. But I was like, I, I'm not, they're not, I can't talk to them. I'm only at this level and they're at this level. And, uh, they all reached back like, yeah, like we totally love to do this. And they put it made a, a piece. Well, what was cool about it is they made like an awesome piece of art, but they also had these. I was like, what? Like, you know, how do you know that much about butterflies? Like, like I want to do butterflies. I want to do the butterfly life cycle or whatever. And I was like, really? Or some people were like, I have to do space. I want to do space something. And, uh, and I didn't realize like their hobby or their pa- another passion of theirs was this. And so we kind of tried to find artists who are like, what do you like? Like, what subject do you like? And then they did something that was made it so much better. And they were, yeah, the art was incredible. Yeah, so I think, yeah, we just get passionate about things and then go off on little then. side ventures and start new things and... Then we have to rein it back in and be like, okay, let's like focus it some more. How do we like still make some money to, to live? And then we do another thing. So how do you push yourself to do the next thing? What's, 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 what motivates you to, to decide, okay, I'm going to do like when you guys sit down <laughs> in January and you yep. create your new list with butcher paper on the wall, <laughs> yeah. what's behind that? Like, it's not just the stuff you're putting up there, but there's gotta be something behind that. We talked about this when we first got married, you know, it was a, we wanted, like, we wanted everything to kind of like our goal, our, our, our life goals to kind of go parallel with our work goals and, or our work goals should make a better life for us. And so I kind of feel like when we're, we're making these things, it's, it's kind of a, how will these, like, if we do this, like what we're doing right now, it works, right? (coughs) I can keep working and keep doing this and she can keep like editing those textbooks. We'll be continually making money. Technically we're moving forward, but with these goals, it's like, 
but that would make us really happy. <laughs> you know, it's like all about happiness, this would make us happy. And we kind of have to go back and look at it and be like, okay, so what's, what's going to make us happy now? And like, we have kids now, what, what would be better for them? What would be better for, you know, our, our life in general and, or what would up our quality of life? And so we, that usually motivates us to, to make, to like jump on a decision. And that's why we've moved every, for the first, uh, how many, was that like six years of our marriage? We moved every year and to a different state pretty much. And so it was just a matter of like, we just wanted to experience a lot more things. We got like, Oh, we just could be try new business, try new this. And I don't know. I was just always in pursuit of like having a better life, I guess, in a way. Just like yeah. More we reassess like our happiness. Where's our family at? Are our kids happy? Are, are we spending enough time with them? Are we? Yeah. What are we working towards basically? Yeah. Something Thad and I talk about a lot is that, uh, the, the difference between joy and happiness. And I have a sense that what you're talking about, you're saying it's happiness, but I actually think joy is probably a better word for you guys. Sure. Um, joy is, we talk about how um, uh, happiness is kind of like uh, something you get from Ikea that looks like it's wood. Sure, right? yeah. yeah. And, and joy is like a solid wood piece of furniture, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like the difference between what happens if you, you scrape one of those with a key, right? Mm-hmm. Happiness is only, it, <coughs> it's, level, it's yeah. very surface, you know, happiness is something that, that people I think seek, but really joy is just so much deeper. It's like something mm-hmm. that, that drives you. It's not just something that is surface. It's actually like the motivation for why you do things. Yeah. Which is how we came up with this whole podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, the That's whole awesome. idea between, behind people that are making decisions that are not just I want to be happier, but I want to be joyful. And joy is about like discovering something that you love, developing that thing, uh, and, and putting the time and in effort and energy and assets and whatever you need behind it, and then spreading it with other people. And that's mm-hmm. just you guys. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks. Well, thanks. Yeah. We, we we've Great. talked about that same. I like on many occasions I've thought. You know, there, there's days I'm not happy. Let's <laughs> yeah, be honest, right? Sure. It's like we have bad days, and 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 if I if I allow myself to go down that path, I'm like, I'm a total fraud. We're running this thing called joy, joy venture, and I, I, I and I, but I, but I stop and I'm like, no, I'm just I may not be in that happy place per se, but if I stopped doing this, if I stopped pursuing the things that truly gave me joy, it would. The, and if, if those things didn't matter, then yes, then I'd be a fraud. But, you know, it's those superficial moments. They, they come and go, but it, it's what are you at the core? What do you, you know, what's, what's that true motivating factor for you? And that, like Jeremy said, I think that's what we're hearing is more about, you know, my parents and, you know, those before us, they didn't think about, well, is this... Is this helping yeah. us? Is our family happy? It'd be like, suck it up, man. You got to make it. You got to make income. You know, yeah. that's. It's just a different. We're in a different time where we're valuing things differently. We value our work yeah. differently and how we go about doing our work. And, and yeah. it's interesting to hear. And most people take a family vacation and they just get in the car mm-hmm. and yeah. they go to. They might stop and see a few people on the way <laughs> if they need to. But then they go sure. to this destination and they hang out and then they go home. Yep. You guys take it to a completely different level. Very and that so. is, you're like, what cities are between us and there on the way there and on the way back? And how do we stop at each one of those and make relationships with people exactly. and share the stuff that we love to do and like get people excited about it and spread this stuff that 
we've been gifted with and blessed with for so many years of people doing to us. Now it's our turn to do that for others. And that is just so refreshing and so awesome. And, you know, it's, it's one of the reasons I heard when you, when I heard you guys were in Columbus, I was like, uh, let's talk. (laughs) Can you, can you come on and talk with us? Yeah. No, that was awesome. No, and it's Chris and I just had this conversation too. Or like, what was, because people have been asking, like, so how has it been going? Like, how's this workshop going? Like, our family members are calling in and saying, like, hey, are you guys still doing this? And Well, and, you, and everyone's worried with, did you sell out? I'm like, well, that's not really the point here. Yeah. Like, It would have been, and, and know, what like, would be sell out, right? Yeah, you know? like, <laughs> financially, yes, yeah. that would be amazing. Because, uh, yeah, but the most rewarding part we found for, out of this was just, a lot, we get a lot of people from these workshops, especially like in, what was it, the Lake Orion one? Because it was a De- Metro Detroit when we called it, but it was still like, because her sister's an event planner. So she had a location, a really nice studio. And we're like, well, it was free. We might as well just set one up right next to her home. And uh, we did. And we only had six people. It's 25 like max in a mm-hmm. class. And we sold out and like nearly sold out in Madison. We sold out in Minneapolis and we had those big ones. And then this one was like a little bit extra special because, you know, we hear these people, they were awesome to hang out with them and interact with them individually. But also we heard a lot of like, you know, like, thanks so much for coming here. Like, or, you know, like, thanks so much for taking what you have and bringing it here. And we were thinking about that. they came like hours away, like, like, which was really cool. It was really, really cool to see. And (laughs) freaked me out at the beginning. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to like over deliver because I felt like bad they're driving all this way. And, you know, but, you know, we think back to it and it's just, interesting you know because we moved to boise which is we were we just came from austin texas moved to boise idaho very different creative scene there one has one one doesn't really <laughs> and uh there's a lot of creative people i don't want to boise people listening they're very creative people there um it's just they don't really do a lot together and so mm-hmm. we've been noticing that and uh when people are saying, Hey, on our workshop tour, people are saying like, thank you so much for making this event possible here, like coming to us and making this possible. That was super rewarding. Cause I was like, I want, I wish people would do that now in Boise and, and bring more of these really talented people there. Cause you have to usually travel out to do that. So I thought that was kind of neat. Well, and just like meeting all of the people along the way and like yeah. hearing what they're doing and how, you know, they're, finding their joy and things like that. It's been really cool. And I look up to a lot of the people that came, like a lot of, some, a lot of people we knew too, and the people I didn't. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like these are really talented individuals. And it was just neat to meet them, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so, so the thing, the thing, the, the thing to do is to figure out, you know, like in two years time, like in, in, in two summers from now, mm-hmm. people that have been inspired to do what you're already doing, because you're out, telling your story right and people are thanking you for coming and doing and and will that will that inspire others to do that and oh maybe stop in boise on the way out somewhere you know that'll be the really cool thing to see to see what comes of this right and and that's what this is the whole thing about what we talk about with the spreading your joy i mean you can you can spread it online you can do all the Mm -hmm. things the insta stories and all that but when you actually physically show up and and you look somebody in the eye and shake their hand and hear their story. I mean, that's, that's, it's powerful. Right. And, and that has an impact on people to go do what they're being nudged to do. Mm -hmm. It'd be interesting to see your, the, the fruit that comes from this beyond just, you know, your trip and meeting some people and then going back and meeting some people. It's like, what's the long term outcome of that? It'll be neat to hear. I hope there's a ripple effect. That would be so cool. I know. (laughs) Please come to Boise. I'll be down to people. We're like trying to recruit people already. We've only been there for a year. I think the coolest part was just 
I say the coolest part, I think I said the last time, but another cool part is the fact that <laughs> this is a really cool tour, guys. I'm just going to keep using that word. It's very cool. Um, but Crystal, nobody really knows Crystal because she won't go on Story. She tells me to, but she won't go on it. So a lot of people don't know her. And so they get to meet her at these. And that's been like really, really fun for me is being able to in, like her introduce herself and people get to meet her and, and, and realize they need a crystal. So it's kind of cool. <laughs> need a crystal. There you go. Need a crystal, but yeah. Well, that was one of the things that the question, you know, and maybe being the writer, maybe I'm reading into things. Um, I look at your name and brave the woods, which I love cause it was, it was a verb and it's action. Right. And it's yeah. Like, yeah, I loved that. I'm like, Ooh, that's, that's what a great name. Um, but then I'm trying to think, okay, so what's, what's the real meaning behind it? Right. And, and, and so I'm going to, I'm going to just, inflect my own meaning behind it and so tell me if do. I'm wrong. But, you know, obviously it's on your website and it's this idea of like, you know, you got to be, you got to be courageous. You got to walk into the unknown. But at the same time, as I think about you guys as sort of this entrepreneurial couple, it's sort of like, you know, your name's Woodard, right? You've got to brave the woods, like the two of us doing this. You you've trust, will you tr- put your trust in us? And I, I, I'm, I'm always thinking like, is this the double entendre? Is that what you're really thinking behind this? You should have wrote our description on our website. I, I like that. that. But, but, but it kind of is. We're recording it. So you'll be able to just oh, That's it. right. Perfect. There you go. You can use it again. I'll write this down later. But it, but it is that, that really you're, you're, you're putting yourselves out there and you're asking mm-hmm. people to trust you, but you're also willing to go in places that a lot of us aren't willing to, to go yet unless we get somebody nudging us behind it. So I kind of love, I, you know, cause I'm looking at woods. And I'm like, well, the name's Woodard. It's gotta be, there's, <laughs> there's it's coming from somewhere. Right. Um, that is yeah. It, it's a, it's a great name by the way. Just thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It, well, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, that, that's, that's pretty, pretty much, much it. it yeah. And, and a call for other people to brave their own woods. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, I kind of liked it that it wasn't. And if you ever made like, I was like, if we made like T-shirts and things like that, it'd be kind of cool or like a brand. It was, thinking of it as a brand when we made it, I was like, I don't want people to have it be like Brad Wooder Design everywhere, like BW, like BWD or something like that on their hat. Like, I, like, and I, people do that. <laughs> Draflin, I just said that. DDC, um, like something crappy, like, like DDC. DDC. I, mean, I was like, I yeah, know. something, something all self righteous like that. <laughs> grow a beard. I Wait. have his stuff. No, but like, <laughs> I guess if you're popular enough, that works. But uh, I didn't feel like I'd ever get to that point. So I, we did. Uh, I was like, Brave the Woods seems to be kind of something people could wear and people could well, like get behind and, and be yeah. like, oh yeah, Brave the Woods. And it's like what you said. It is a call to action. Like yeah. that's yeah the point. And Brave yeah. the like. The la- our last name Woodard is is the, I guess the, you only know, look up like what's the meaning of my last name the cheesy version of it was uh, there's a bunch of different versions but like one of them was like um, they all said it this a different way but it was guardian of the woods or something like that and I was like huh what can we do with that and then we were thinking about how to make it a little bit bigger than Brad Woodard design we wanted to be together and wanted it to be a statement and so that's where that came from but I love the idea of brave trust us too brave us <laughs> yeah. I, I love that yeah very trust cool trust us yeah. Yeah. So what's we next? We will lead you. We will yeah. lead you. Yeah. Yeah. Follow us <laughs> into the. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> this is kind of a big deal. What you're doing now, mm-hmm. and it will soon be over. It's our last week. What's next? Are you already well, thinking ahead? We yeah. are. Yeah, we're actually trying to plan a southern tour in November, and we're thinking of doing the West Coast as well soon. Next year, probably. Yeah, yeah. next year, and. Yeah, in, in <laughs> that thinking realm. ahead. Yeah, yeah all the workshop, the workshop tours, maybe collaborating with some other artists to bring even more people to these towns and yeah, make it a bigger show. Like not just us doing the one workshop, but having others kind of follow along a similar path with us and groupies. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except no. that they're going to be the ones <laughs> no, doing no. it. They'll be teaching. Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> that was a very she, concise she that, answer. So that's a hard no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hard no on the groupies. Yeah, we're just going to have uh, friends come with us and teach. But yeah, so it was, it was, that's another thing where, you know, you start something, you just do it and then see what happens. Like if you get people asking you to do it after. And once we started talking about setting up the workshop tour and since being on it, uh, we've had tons of people, tons of different uh, companies and things reach out and say, Hey, can you do a workshop here? Can you do like, well, you can use our studio. And I was like, well, it was probably my most un- under-researched pro- like goal. Like, I don't know, because I was like, well, hopefully there's a demand when we do this. And there has been. Yeah. So luckily no now we know there is a demand and there's other cities that want us to do it so a lot in the south yeah enough people in the south so that they were interested and would help make us make it happen so our kids have a map and they have magnetic pieces for all the states so we're trying to just fill the united states have they strategically positioned them so that they lead to disneyland (laughs) yeah right legoland is what my son's yeah he he wants to do the florida and legoland and (laughs) he's a smart world yeah yeah Yeah, it makes business sense like right we have and it's a business right off so if we go right (laughs) get to legoland research there's gotta be some research (laughs) we'll find a way we'll talk to lego (laughs) yeah it should be done (laughs) it should be done. and columbus does not mind being your guinea pig for the first time around so i'm really excited about as soon as I saw that that you guys were doing it, I was like, I bought a ticket. No, so thank you. I'm excited yeah. about going and invited all my friends, and hopefully they show up. Um, yeah, and uh, so we're, I'm really looking forward to it, and really looking, really great to be able to hang with you a little bit more than in the elevator yeah. uh, at the yeah. hotel <laughs> and online. Yeah, and online. Uh, and uh, this has just been awesome. I hope hope you guys have had a great time on your tour, and um, just thanks for for coming and hanging out with us for the evening. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad you did the podcast before the workshop. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> then I don't know what you have to say after. So. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks to Brad and Crystal for taking time out of their tour to share their story. If you want to see their work, catch one of their future workshops or flip through their children's book and artists for education posters for the classroom. Visit our website where direct links to these initiatives can be found. If you like what you're hearing on the Joy Venture Podcast, we'd love to know about it. And like it even more if you'd share it with others. Head on over to iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play to like and follow us. And by writing a review, you'll be helping those who are looking to discover their joy discover this podcast. To hear more podcasts or read posts that are meant to nudge the dreamer in all of us to become the doer we were meant to be, visit us at joyventure.net. If you've discovered your joy, but feel stuck on how to best develop it, know that this is what we do best, and we'd love to partner with you. Send us a note through our website, and we'll talk. Until next time, remember, never stop discovering. Thanks for listening.